Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Hey, welcome back in. Hour number two. I'm Kyle, that's James. We're taking you right up to noon here on ESPN 1320. Then D'Lo and KC will take over. I believe D'Lo will be joining us in the final segment. Mm. We'll talk to him about some of this trade stuff we've been going over today. So uh, heading into this segment, you said you were going to nuke the Kings season with the hopes of building out a championship window over the next three or four years and beyond. Before we do that, I want to talk about the 49ers real quick. Yeah. As the Super Bowl preview that is going to take most of the next two weeks uh, begins, Um, 49ers and Chiefs, of course, facing off on February 11th at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Um, Some injury news for both teams. So Charles Amenahu, former 49ers defensive end, Mm -hmm. who signed with the Chiefs, versatile player, really good defensive lineman. He has torn his ACL. That happened in the AFC title game. He will not play in the Super Bowl, uh, of course. So that uh, that really stinks for him. Really good player. And uh, a guy I thought the 49ers would definitely try and keep keep around. But uh, he got a bag in free agency from the Chiefs. Had a nice year. Uh, but his season is over. For the 49ers, it actually looks like they're going to be pretty healthy going into the Super Bowl. So Kyle Shanahan... Yesterday, in a um, conference call with reporters, said that Ambry Thomas is day-to-day with an ankle injury, starting corner for the Niners, and then tight end George Kittle is dealing with a toe injury. He is also day-to-day, given that they have two weeks before the Super Bowl. My assumption is both guys will play. Interestingly, though, nothing on Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's wild. But Shanahan also didn't even mention McCaffrey in his post-game press conference the other day. He had to be asked about him. If you missed it, McCaffrey on his 25-yard run that set up the the game-winning touchdown by Elijah Mitchell, he went down like on his head. Like he bounced on his head as he went to the ground. Yeah, even shoulder. I was worried shoulder and and head. Yeah, like, it, was, it looked like a, a big a big fall. He way up in the air. It came down like yeah, really really awkward yep. landing. And he kind of got up slow, and you could see. And so he left the game. Turns out it was a shoulder stinger. The reason he did not come back into the game was because he was worried about holding the football mm. and whether with the stinger in his shoulder if that he'd be able to to grip the ball in a spot where the Niners needed to just run out the clock. Yeah. So that's why he didn't come back into the game. He was cleared to play, though. 
Oof. Shanahan didn't bring it up on Sunday night, didn't bring it up at all yesterday. So my assumption is it's no longer a problem and Christian McCaffrey's good to go. Yeah, it seems like it's not a, a, an issue. Yeah. That, hope, that's crazy that. that you're walking in mostly healthy. It's... um. I mean, you need to bubble wrap these guys for the next week <laughs> and a half. Yeah, they got a couple of days off coming up, and then they'll they'll start preparations. But yeah, I'm the health is just such a major major thing going into a Super Bowl. Yeah, and outside of Talanoa Hufanga, I believe, and maybe I'm missing something major, but I believe the Niners will have 21 of their 22 starters from, from opening from opening opening night. night. Yeah, opening day. That's wild. Yeah, I think that's right. Now that can change. That can change really quickly. Like you know, you can have a player go down in the first minute of a game, and and next thing you know, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, going I, into the game still, though, they're yeah, they're pretty set. And given what like Debo Samuel with the shoulder injury against the Packers, that could have been a mess where he's missing multiple weeks. He turned out fine. Played against the Lions. Came out of the the game healthy. Um, if you're San Francisco, man, I know we've talked about this a million times, but the path was there to get there and now they're there and the injury stuff that has plagued them in years past and in Super Bowls past is not there. This is as good of a shot as they've had, (laughs) except for the fact that they're facing Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Steve Spagnuolo and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. You're running out of excuses. Mm -hmm. and, And frankly, frankly. Like, just top to bottom, roster-wise, the Niners are better. But the Chiefs may have... They definitely have the better defensive coordinator. They definitely have the better quarterback. And they may have the better coach. Yeah. And that might just be be too much for San Francisco to overcome. Yeah, it might be, but, I mean... What I really respect about what I've seen from Kansas City this year Mm -hmm. is that... As much as Patrick Mahomes tried to keep this thing on the rails with his wide receivers like failing miserably the entire year, mm-hmm. the defense, the defense has been so good. And even in the the Ravens game, these they're such sure tacklers, man. You just don't yeah, get dude. the the run after the catch. Mm-hmm. Like it is, you catch the ball, somebody's there, they make a stop. Like that's where the king. It, that's where the Forty ers have to break them. Mm-hmm. You have to break a couple of big ones where you start to put that little seed of doubt in their head mm-hmm. about tackling. Yeah. And if you can do that, which again, that's happened to the Niners like three times a season where they mystically walk into a game and just can't tackle anybody. It happened in the first half against the Lions. You just can't tackle anybody. That first anybody. touchdown was insane. Yeah, where... The Lions first touchdown where Jamison Williams... Yeah, was it Lenore that ran up and like... And I, then like, I don't know oh, what it was. Oh, I don't know what it was. Two-hand touch. Like, what are we doing here? Like don't hit somebody. It was really bad. Yeah, I mean the the they eventually started getting downhill and hitting. Yeah, the broken and it took a minute. tackles. It did, but you can remember back to a few games, especially like the Bengals game, where they just didn't tackle that, anybody. That entire three game stretch, yeah. Cleveland, Minnesota, and Cincinnati, where they lost all three, just couldn't get anybody on the ground. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think it's going to wind up being, and and I have to watch some more things, and I'll and I'll read some more and listen to people smarter than me. But I think it's going to wind up being my initial thought here. You know, more than a week and a half out, is that it is going to be a way more like old school Smash Mouth, each team trying to bludgeon the other one type of game. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think it is. I, I, and if it, that's the way this game goes. 
I like the Niners' weapons a lot better. Yeah, if they if they can stay in a game script where they they are running the ball effectively, I, I do too. Yeah, but <laughs> if it comes down to hey, Chiefs are up fourteen nothing, and now you have to have Brock Purdy throwing against a Steve Bagnolo defense that was top five in everything, ten in everything this yeah. year. Man, I I also just the way that like you never want to count out count out Mahomes in that situation, and that's what they've done all season long. They basically have stayed in games, stayed in games, stayed in games on using their defense and Pacheco. Yeah. And then it's like at some point, Patrick, we need you to make like one or two plays that gets us the, the points mm-hmm. we need to just beat them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how many how, times they've covered, but I'm going to guess it's not very many. And how many – But and to that point and just to the, kind of the Mahomes inevitability aspect of this, I can – I've got three games off the top of my head – where Mahomes made the plays and the Chiefs wide receivers didn't. Oh, yeah. There was MVS in the Philly game. Yep. There was the Buffalo game with the lateral to Kadarius Tony, but he was offsides. Okay. And the, was it Packers game where there was the, the pass interference that didn't get called? Oh, yeah, against again. Uh, I think it was MVS again. Yeah. Yeah, the scandling again, but but you forget game one they lose to the Lions ah, because it's a great one. Kadarius yeah. Tony like literally just gave the team the the Lions the ball. Yeah, and like then twice. dropped and then dropped what yeah. would have been a huge first down. Later. Yeah, so that yeah. there it, it's not a it's not a Patrick Mahomes thing, man. And they've just somehow plugged away and figured it out. No, this and team is, that, that that team that's easily a scary ass football team, dude. They could have been three four games better than they were. <laughs> I mean, that's but, and that's really weird easily. to say that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the Niners could have been three games better than they were. Like they could have, if they kicked a field goal against the Browns, they they could have won that game, right? And then the next game we had the the snafus against the Vikings, the the last play at halftime, and then you have the uh, again missed field goals, um, and then we get to the end of the season. If you play all your guys, you probably are going to beat the Rams. Yeah, that's eh. my opinion. I've got, I've, got, I, I think I'm. I'm ooh, that's a really good question. I'm torn on the on the Browns one because I agree. Like Jake Moody makes a kick and they're good. Yeah. But Jake Moody hasn't been a reliable kicker all year, and the Niners were terrible. I don't think the Niners deserve necessarily to win that game. No, I, like they could have, yeah. uh, but uh, the Vi- the Vikings game for sure got a little sideways on it. But they just got diced by Kirk Cousins, man. Uh, they got they got yeah. flambéed, and yeah. then Kirk Cousins made plays and Brock Purdy didn't. Is what that came down to. And they just got smoked by Cincinnati. So, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm I, with I'll you. give you, I'll give you, I'll give you one or two. All right, I'm not giving you three or four. I can't, I can't go that far. I don't know. I a loss is a loss, right? Yeah, a, a <laughs> loss is a loss. I, I agree. But the 49ers feel more like a 14 and three team than what do they finish? 12 and five. Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, me. that's that's fair. I'll buy that. Yeah, I'll buy that. But I think the Chiefs do too. No, I agree, yeah. and the Chiefs' record yeah. was nowhere near. With I mean, well, what was it? Eleven? Yeah, eleven I know, and six. I know there are people in our in the chatty house, and I'm sure people listening and people across America who are not excited to hear about Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes and Taylor Swift and the Chiefs and Niners and all that. I'm certain there are people who don't give a damn. Ramsey in the chatty house said he's not watching. He's out. Oh wow, he's gonna go work that day. It's like shout out, do your thing. Okay. But um, for for me, I'm fascinated just as a as a football fan to see what it what it looks like. 
because I think I think the two right teams are there. But, do, hmm. I want to talk Super Bowl conspiracy theories at some point. We don't have to do it right now because we have to go to a break. Yeah. But this whole everything in the NFL is a conspiracy needs to go to hell. I hear you. I'm really, really annoyed by it. And we're, like I said, still a, a week and a half plus from, <laughs> from kickoff. All right. How is James going to nuke the Kings season? Yeah. We'll talk about that next. Why the Kings, not why the Kings, how the Kings could punt on this year to maximize their chances to win a championship in the coming years. We'll talk about what that move is next on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Yeah, we're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, I love it. You just brought up Marv Levy, right? Yeah, we were we were, we were a little bit late coming back because we were deep in a Marv Levy rabbit hole. Okay, so Marv Levy, he coached until he was uh, 72 in 1997. Uh, was his final year at 72. Oh, 72. Okay. Right? Math, but then he was right? an executive for another 10 years. So until he was in his 80s. And at this point, Marv is 98 years old. Still kicking. Still kicking. Good for him. Good old ball coach right there. Incredible. He, he looks in his profile photo on Wikipedia. Marv Levy looks like fourth place at a Vin Scully lookalike competition. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's where I land. Now, do with, Andy Reid? Uh, what does Andy Reid look like from his Pro Football Reference page? Oh, that I'm not. I'm uh, not sure. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, Don Shula was only 65 when he retired. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, but the Dolphins said like they couldn't get over the hump. Oh, yeah. yeah he was there for yeah, 25 yeah. years. Yeah, that's crazy. I think there are other coaches that we're missing that coached way later than we think. Yeah, I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna be checked out of the rest of the show. Googling this. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say wanna... like Tom Landry looked like he was older. Um, but... Joe Gibbs came back to coach uh, in 2004 to 2007. Yeah, got he was 64 to 67. Joe Gibbs only 83 right now. Wasn't as old as I thought he was. Joe Gibbs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's been highly successful as a NASCAR owner. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's doing all right. He has done all right for himself. Um, can I talk about Super Bowl conspiracies real, real quick? Before we get into... Yeah, before you yeah. nuke the King season. Stop. All right? <laughs> the Super Bowl logo color thing was stupid. It was always stupid. Like, oh, look, the Super Bowl color was the teams that played in the Super Bowl for, look, the Eagles. That was teal. It was Dolphins slash Jags colors. And people went, look, it's green like the Eagles. No, it's not. Not even close. (laughs) And people were like earnestly, like they came up with this, all these videos on TikTok and Instagram and wherever, like, hey, you want to know the conspiracy theory that's actually true? The NFL is rigged. Here's why. Like, you honestly think if the NFL went through all of the the work that it would take, all of the people involved, 
all of the things that they would need to have covered up, all of the things. You think all of the people involved in that, and they would make it as obvious as putting the colors on the damn Super Bowl logo? <laughs> think for three seconds. Kyle, I, I think that a lot of, even like Ravens fans, they're probably like, did you see the penalties? Okay, but here's the problem that you have with that. During like the early stage of the game, they they literally talked about the two broadcasters, about mm-hmm. how the Ravens in the meetings with the broadcasters told them very specifically that they don't think Patrick Mahomes pays enough for his running attempts, that every time he runs, they're going to hit him. They're going to crush him. Mm-hmm. And then you get called for a bunch of late hits. That's exactly like they it is literally what happened. They telegraphed it. Like and this idea that, oh hey, the, the NFL is rigged and they rigged it so Taylor Swift would be front and center at the Super Bowl. Bro, the Chiefs have been to four of the last six Super Bowls. They've been to six consecutive NFC title games. This is Patrick freaking Mahomes and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnolo and one of the best defenses in the league. They were there all year. They have been good all year. We sat here and talked about, you know what? I'm not going to count out the Chiefs just yet. Like Those guys can figure it out. And what did they do? They snuck out a couple of playoff wins and now they're in the Super Bowl. You know why? Because they're good. They've been there. This wasn't Taylor Swift yeah. started dating... Um, I don't know, Kyler Murray, and all of a sudden the Arizona Cardinals are in the Super Bowl <laughs> on a bunch of bad calls that got him to 13 wins. I'm now and thinking it, of Taylor Swift. Like, <laughs> yeah, six foot, 5'11 Taylor Swift and 5'7 and Kyler Murray. Yeah. yeah. Th- right? Like, that's not what happened here. This is a. Ri- so, what? I don't. I just don't understand why everything needs to be the NFL's rigged. It cons- it's a conspiracy. Like, no, nah, man, two of, the, two of the five best teams in the league are in the Super Bowl. Whoa! Yeah, what a conspiracy! <laughs> the uh, Cowboys did, did, folded, so the Niners. How, yeah. Like, do you know how stupid people are? And I'm not talking about conspiracy theorists. Do you know how stupid people are? People in general, myself included, are pretty dumb. Do you know how many things it would take to rig the NFL as intricately as people think it is rigged? So many that would have leaked by now from more than Arian Foster. All right. That would be front page national news. Do you know how many people would stand to lose money? Do you know how many people would stand to lose jobs and livelihoods if that came out? Do you know how many people would be sued into oblivion? And you think that that's just how people are operating? You think people are balancing their life fortunes on a rigged sports league? Oh, that's hilarious. It's the dumbest corner of the internet. I. I know people, what was the, the tweet that someone put out? Now we know why uh, why Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey because he just got like a $70,000 bonus to make the Super Bowl. That's what it was. It's like, She's that's in it, it for the money. She's in it for the money. <laughs> a billionaire is yeah. in it for like what amounts to like one sleeve of one of her jackets. Right. One of the <laughs> two most famous people in the world right now. Yeah, she's she's dating Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs for that Super Bowl bonus, baby. Uh, Sorry, I needed to get that off my chest. Hmm. You want to nuke the King season? Yeah. How do we do that? So hang on, let me let me set this up. Okay. Okay, let me set it up. So we were talking about earlier the trade deadline 
and whether the Kings, you know, do you do you go? Is there an all-in type of move? Do you do that this year? Are they trying, you know, very earnestly to win a title this year? Like, would they make a move that they think and put them over the hump? And you more or less said, no, they're not going to jeopardize their future for some kind of weird all-in move this year. But then you looked at it the other way. Would they punt this year to try and go all in ostensibly on the next four or five years? Yeah. What move is that? Well, what does that look like? I mean, we always talk about the the seventeen million dollars owed Harrison Barnes and the you know seventeen eighteen million dollar contract of Kyle uh, of Kevin Herter, which now puts you up to thirty five. And in order to get up to fifty, uh, you can do that, right? Mm-hmm. There is a world in which you make a move with a team that is looking to bolster their roster, but might have somebody who's injured or an aging star where, or, or just a player who's not ready yet. And you think that player is going to be the guy, right? Mm -hmm. It's Malik Monk that you give up. It is. It's the all in move. There are teams out there that could look at Malik Monk and say, okay, I think that that could help me in a package that includes Kevin Herter and, and Harrison Barnes now, like, or one or, you know, like, I'm not talking about the move to go get Jeremy Grant. I'm not talking about the move to go get Cal Kuzma, mm-hmm. but there might be a team out there that says, okay, I think Monk can get me over the top this year with some of these other pieces. And I'm willing to give up this player to go do that. Mm-hmm. There could also be another team that is, is trying to build out a roster and says, I want Monk as my guy and I don't have a bunch of cap space for next season, but I want him now. Mm-hmm. And I think that what that would impact the Kings would be greatly. Like I don't, if yeah. you traded Malik Monk and Harrison Barnes, oh I, don't, my God. I don't think this team recovers Mm-mm. like for the rest of this season. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how big that player is. It's coming in. I, I don't see it. it I it don't, being, I don't either. I am firmly in the Malik Monk is their most important player camp. Okay. And I, I don't disagree, mm-hmm. but that's that's how you could... Right, that's the nature of the move. That's how you could nuke this season. And hey, look, I'm not saying do that. I'm saying that there is a move out there. I, I guarantee you that a team that wants Malik Monk... I mean, you're going up against the, the Miami Heat mm-hmm. coming up here. You don't think Malik Monk changes the, the calculus for the Miami Heat? Of course he does. Is he not? Is he not just Miami Heat? Specifically, is he not a little redundant with Terry Rozier and Tyler Hero? No, he's just a much better version at a much lower cost than some of the guys that you have there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, game two, but I'm not saying that's the only team. Like, could the Knicks use a Malik Monk? Could, you know, name that team. And teams have asked. Toronto, from what we've heard, asked about Malik Monk. Sure. But here's the, the thing that you could do, just so people... If someone's going all in this season and they're trying to do something crazy, they could buy Malik Monk right now. And then Malik Monk could come back to Sacramento and sign as as a you know, right. sign a mid-level exception, which would be very difficult to get him to sign, but you know, mm-hmm. making 12 million, 13 million bucks in a year. But I'm just saying like there is move there are moves out there where you could tear this thing down a bit, but keep retain the main three pieces and go get that fourth piece that you think can be the game changer for the next five, eight years. Uh, We have to break. I have a question on this. Let's continue talking about it next. 
Damian Barling, I believe, of D'Lo and KC will be in for the handoff. We will have that for you as well. And if you missed our, our small announcement earlier, we will have that for you. And we'll also have your Jiffy Loop Fast Break Player of the Game. Tons coming up in the final segment. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento Sports Leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. All right, back your final segment. D'Lo and KC coming up about 27 minutes. One of them will be in here, though, for the handoff. One we'll or the other. Kings, we have no idea. Kings trade stuff with uh, with them. So we were talking about in the in the last segment this this very hypothetical move, just just exploring the space of the trade deadline, where we have always been so focused on like, hey, can the Kings get over the hump for this year? And James, you posed the idea of like, well, there's a reverse to that too. There's two sides to every coin. Yeah. And can you more or less scrap this year? With the hope of of expanding your window over the next four or five, and I love that idea. So, so you mentioned the idea of, hey, maybe they could move Malik Monk and other pieces for something that makes you better. Is the goal of that move just freeing up space, or is the goal of that move to bring in a player? And what type of player would you be? Uh, eyeing in a deal like that yeah. is that where like Laurie Markkinen comes in? Well, no, because uh, like Utah's not going anywhere. Yeah, and Utah doesn't need a guard. Yeah, so I mean, I think that there might be a team out there that looks at what the Kings have done and um, what Malik Monk means to the Kings and, you know, sort of where you're going with him. And they think, okay, if I had that guy on my team, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say Minnesota says, okay, we think the missing piece to take us from a team that's number one in the West, but realistically we might not be a title contender 
to a potential title contender? Like, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. And, like, would trading McDaniel to the Kings, like, how much does that upset whatever it is that you're doing in in order to give you that boost to get you, try to get you over the top Mm -hmm. and giving up the Kings, giving up Malik Monk and something else? Sure. Right? So, like, I I think that there are moves out there, like, whether it's Boston or uh, Milwaukee or Philadelphia, you know, like, there's all these teams that feel like, okay, I'm in the running. Like I'm, I'm close, but what would get me like over the top? What would make me a contender or, or maybe be the move that pushed me way in? And like a bunch of these teams, they have players that you're, that you're looking at that. Okay. Maybe there's someone there that's hiding mm-hmm. that just is too young for what they're doing today. Or that doesn't like, maybe they have another piece that they could start instead, mm-hmm. but Monk would give them, like the ammunition they need to go over the top. So, yeah. So again, the Kings take a step back and and they go, okay, we're we're still going to fight for a playoff spot and we're still going to be in it, but you know, we might not have like the guy that that can really help change everything. But what we did get is someone who's 23, 24 years old who might be able to be a starter for us for the next decade and it might be the guy that we keep missing out on. And other trades. Give me an example of that player, though. Like that's that's kind of what I'm looking for here, because you're talking about okay. Like, and again, I'm in the Malik Monk is their most important player camp, and the idea of trading him is like, oh wow, like that. I get what you're. I get where you're going. I don't. I don't hate the premise. But what are what type of player are you getting back? And just throw out a hypothetical name. Yeah, I would say Jaden McDaniels. Okay. Like, like what if you could get the guy that you can't find anywhere else? And and I'm not. Again, Jade McDaniels, uh, you know, he's averaging 11 points a game. But, you know, can Minnesota, we're talking about a 23-year-old who's locked up for, like, he starts a huge contract. And mm-hmm. I don't even know if you can trade for him right now. But, you know, he's got a, a deal that starts at 23, $22.5 million, goes to 24 dollars 26 28 29 over. So, and I don't know that they would even, like, give up a player like that. Sure. But but that's what I'm talking about. Like, can, is there a trade with one of these teams where you give up a couple of players that make sense to them and you get back a player that drops you back a little bit and, and may equate to fewer wins today, but has a potential of going forward? And, and like, I'm not advocating for that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that like when the trade deadline comes up, there are things that are discussed all over the board. Like sure, and if you if people out there think that Malik Monk hasn't been discussed with other teams, mm-hmm. you're flat out crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about an electric player who a lot of people around the league are like, "Wow, he's really like matured and coming to his own." He's 25, 26 years old, right? He's got all kinds of future ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He as either a starting or a reserve guard, one of the two. But he's one of those guys that you look at like, man, he's got a ton of potential. Would the Kings get rid of him? And then on the flip side, the Kings have to look and say, be honest with themselves. Can mm-hmm. we retain Malik Monk this summer? Yeah. Can we get a commitment from him that $17.4 million is enough for him to be with this team long-term? And right. you might not be able to. Mm-hmm. And if you can't guarantee that he's coming back on the, the early bird, you got to consider everything, man. And it, like, have has this been like, has... Have teams come to the 
uh, the Kings and said, hey, what about Monk? I'm, I guarantee you they I'd have. I'd be shocked if they didn't. I guarantee you they mm-hmm. have. Because, I mean, you can see what kind of impact he has and and where he can actually fit in and be a really good player for other teams as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. I would... That said, I would be shocked if that deal does happen. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we're just talking about hypotheticals. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But when you're talking about like taking a step back, for me, yeah, you're taking a step back. Yeah, like there's a good chance. And again, you're gonna have to match salaries. There's gonna be a lot of things. I haven't even looked, like, run that trade through a machine or anything. <laughs> like, like sure. I haven't even said, hey, can this happen? Um, but you know, I, I guarantee you that there are multiple teams out there that have at least called. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, even the Toronto deal, the Toronto deal, there's rumors that, that the Raptors at the last minute want a monk in the deal and the Kings pulled back. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It, it's gonna like, again, I don't know if anything's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be a blockbuster. I don't know if it's like, we have no idea what's going to happen moving forward. Yeah, but if you're the Kings, you you know what you have right now, and you have to be at least a little bit concerned that someone is going to offer Malik Monk more money than you can offer him, and that he will leave. You have to probably but, a little less now with the with the salary cap figure coming in. Yeah, maybe a but, little bit less, but, but hmm. you still have to be concerned that there's a team out there and that Monk, who hasn't made big money in his career, has to go chase money over mm-hmm. fit, you know, over a good situation. And I, I would get it. Like I, totally. Yeah, I mean, players I'd have to never make their... begrudge somebody going and getting their money. No, uh, me either. Um, that said, if we're doing prediction time, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that the move we do see is going to be a small one on the margins. That's possible. Um, you want to do our fast break, Jiffy Lube, fast break player of the game? Yeah, let's do that. I was joking with Megan, our promotions director, that I was going to do it first thing in today's show, and then I didn't. <clears throat> so we're going to do it last thing in today's show. Jiffy Lube, fast break player of the game. All right, we name one of these after every single Kings game because our friends at Jiffy Lube have given us 82 $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificates and said, give one of these out after every Kings game. So that's what we're doing. Um, You go to ESPN1320.com. There's a Jiffy Lube fast break contest page front and center. It looks great. You click on that, and you're going to enter the code word DOMAS. D-O-M-A-S. Demonis Sabonis is our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game for the Kings 103-94 to win over the Grizzlies last night. Demonis Sabonis, of course, 20 points, 26 rebounds. That ties the Sacramento era single game high for the Kings. 26 boards. He also had five assists. Uh, 10 of 11 from the field. Great game for Demonis Sabonis last night in a game where um, not a ton of Kings showed up. So uh, love that for him, and he helped the Kings get a win, and he is your Jiffy Lube Fast Break player of the game, Tomas, at ESPN1320.com at the Jiffy Lube Fast Break Facebook page. And for your chance to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate and a Sacramento Kings jersey, we will tell you more about that drawing uh, tomorrow. There it is. There it is. Also, make sure to check out the Purple and Black pregame show, which will debut tomorrow. It's going to be me and James taking you right up to the Kings 430 tip in Miami. Just a little pregame, a little pregame talk. Okay. Can't wait. I'm in. You, I hope so. Like, you've agreed to this. I've agreed to it. Like, I, <laughs> just, Holding my feet to the fire right now. I did agree to this. Yeah, I'm going to hold you accountable. All right. All right. 
There it is. I will I will help you make it happen, Kyle. I mean, kind of. I'll be sitting here. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm not <laughs> doing any of the back end work. No. No. God, no. I don't touch the computers. No, no. We're also going to have a little change to the show coming up uh, next week. I'm working on it with Jonathan. Next week is Monday. Monday is what we're shooting for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still, we got it's exciting times here at ESPN thirteen. Yeah, we're guys. we're uh, we're doing int- intriguing things here. I, I like it. I hope so. <laughs> it would suck if we did all this and you were like, I don't like it. <laughs> just what? Like, no, I'm, I'm not, like I just like oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Let's go back to the to how the setup used to be. That's right. Um, good, bad, and ugly from the Kings game last night. I want to talk about one thing real quick. Okay. It's your second bullet point in Good, Bad, and Ugly. Uh, let me, let me, okay. A win is a win. A win is a win is a win is a win. I feel like I we guess. keep talking about this. I guess it is. I, I feel like we keep talking about this. I think I'm too nitpicky. You know what? This is my fault. I'm going to wear this. I put my expectations too high. My expectations were too high. That's what happened. I swung and missed on the character of what the Kings were. And I'm hanging on to my preseason prognosticating and my preseason thoughts, and I need to let those go. I need to stop anchoring to those, and I need to get in to the now and understand that this is what this team is this year. This is likely not going to be what the team looks like, certainly next year, maybe not after the trade deadline, but certainly next year. And that this is year two in a growth cycle. Hmm. And in that case, yes, a win is a win. 100%. Okay. A win is a win. Okay. I think when we, again, what what did you want them to do? Kick like, the crap out of a terrible Grizzlies team. I, I Not totally, terrible. I totally Not agree. Terrible. They've, been playing, they've been playing better than their roster. But kick the crap out of an inferior talent Grizzlies team. Okay, but Indi- okay, so Indiana lost to them. I mean, beat them by six the night before. Yeah. Uh-huh. You beat them by nine. And I, I don't know. Would you have felt better if it was a 20-point win, but it, it felt the same way? Or would you feel better if they just came out and blew them out in the first half and then, like, yeah, you know, I would have. I would have. Jones, I, Kessler, I Edwards. You know, you know what? I would. I would have felt better had they not looked like the same level of team. Hmm. Okay. They, they turned it over nineteen times. Yeah. It was the same. It, it, it was the same issue that has plagued them all year. Yeah. And they, they. Okay. Credit. They won this one instead of losing it. Right. Like. All right. They didn't pull away the way they did against against Detroit. So maybe that is a sign of growth that they didn't let a team punch them in the mouth. And then didn't get back into it against an inferior team, I guess. But if you're going to project out and go, okay, can this team make more noise in the playoffs than they did last year? And when you're going toe-to-toe with the Memphis Hustle Grizzlies, I, I, I don't... I have a hard time reconciling that with, like, yeah, hey, they're going to make a, a deeper playoff run this year. You know, I, I, maybe I'm making too much of it. I don't know. I think, like, you want to see them avoid this type of game. Mm-hmm. But in an 82-game schedule, you know, I, I don't know. Like, there's always going to be these things in an 82-game schedule. Yeah. And the fact that they have other types of games that don't feel good, I, I guess you cannot feel good about this game, too. But 
it really does come down to wins and losses at the end of the day. Yeah. And like, I'm not super comfortable with what happened, but I'm also not writing them off. All right, it's time for the handoff. Damian Barling's here. D'Lo and Casey coming up noon to four right here on ESPN 1320. Damian, where do you land on the whole idea of a win is a win coming off a Kings nine-point victory over the Memphis Hustle Grizzlies last night? Yeah, I don't care. You're just in on Ws. Oh. No, it's just win. Like, I don't care. Like, you can't be... You can't be mad when they lose games and then mad because they didn't win the way you wanted them to. Oh, you sure can. It, no, that's dumb. Check us like, out 10 to hey, noon. Here, here's, here's, the, here's the best. Like, I get it. They stunk last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, James, you talked during that stretch of games with the 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 Bucks and the Suns and, and, and maybe to a certain degree the, the, the Pacers, but that there's – you know, there's lessons in those. There's learning lessons, and that, well, that's fine. Finding ways to win. Yeah. No. Okay. Fine. Learn. Learn in your W's. I'm. I'm. I'm all for that. If you want to talk about lessons and all of this stuff, fine. Yeah. Learn something when you win. The fact that the first thing Domas said in the post game last night was, "Well, this was unacceptable. We know it was unacceptable." Great. Accountability. First things first. But it's a lot easier to be accountable when you have a win versus a loss. I don't care how crappy they looked last night. They did what they had to do in the fourth quarter. They had a good second quarter. They had a good third quarter, and they did what they had to do in the final minutes. They won. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. I I agree. I wish I could stretch this out over the next four hours and be angry over it or think they got to do this, they got to do that. The fact is they won. That and I would add, too, that it's Domas who steps into that role to to talk about it in postgame. Like, that dude did nothing wrong. I mean, did he turn the ball over a couple of times? Sure, but we're talking about a, a guy who went out and grabbed 26 rebounds. Yeah, absolutely. 26 rebounds. 16 with like a couple minutes left in the first half. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, he, I wanted him to get to 30 so bad. I did too. Yeah, I, he did actually. He had 17 and then they took one away at halftime. Those like, classic nice. Memphis. Yeah, yeah, they're scorekeepers. They yeah. added it to Jaron Jackson's block total. Can That's we, right, hey, they did. Can, can, they may have. Uh, are you on the Jaron Jackson fraud train with me? Uh no, I like Jaron Jackson. I'm not going to call him a fraud. I'm out. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't. Here's what Jaron Jackson isn't. Come back. He's not an all star. Okay. But okay. Thank. Thank. That's all. That's I needed. it. Thank he's, you. He's okay. not an all star. But I'm preparing for another one of those to be named in in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, a couple of guys that that you don't think belong. I think there's going to be a guy probably in Minnesota who gets named to the all star team who doesn't deserve to. Yeah. And a guy who grabbed 26 rebounds last night who might not. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. absolutely insane. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Silly. You think, well, do you think Gobert will get in or do you think Cat will get in? I think Rudy Gobert, I think Rudy Gobert might be the Jaron Jackson. Can I? With all due respect to Jaron Jackson and Rudy (laughs) Gobert for that matter. Can I, can I real quick? um, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I would like the NBA to separate All-Star from the game itself. Oh, like Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert. If like, let's just let's call him an All Star, okay? I don't want to watch Rudy Gobert in the All Star game. Okay. I don't want to watch him run around out there trying to block shots and catch lobs. I don't. I don't. I. I, I don't care. So if and some people know, might feel that way about Domas. Sure, and you know what? Fine. In, include even though I think you get him running the break and throw some cool passes. Okay. I agree. But like, I would like that to be a separate game. Of hey, here's the 24 most fun guys in the league, mm-hmm. and just let them run around and do highlight stuff. If that's what the All Star Game, well, in be. that case, it's Kyle Kuzma and it's 
Dylan Brooks, throw Jordan Poole out there so you can throw a couple of passes off the backboard. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm yeah. so in. They don't I mean, have to it's, be it's, all, it's on brand with the All-Star game at this point, so why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why not? Um, I, I can understand Minnesota because they are right now the number one seed, mm-hmm. right? But they don't have a, a second player who's an All-Star. I, I don't disagree. Yeah, I mean, I, I went through and I started looking at the teams that might have two All-Star level guys. Well, stay at the top of the conference real quick. And, and yeah. you could go. Does OKC? Absolutely not. Okay. All they have is yeah, SGA. SGA. Yeah. There, there's no other. Chet's not like, there yet. Jalen Williams mm-hmm. not there yet. There's no debatable player. They have really good players, not two All Stars. Yeah. Okay. So we can keep going, right? So if you stay at the top of Denver, absolutely Probably. not. Jamal not Jamal not there this year. No, Jamal's like twenty points a game. Like okay. he's not he's not at an all star level. I think Jamal Jamal Murray is I think an all star caliber player who probably shouldn't be in the all star game. Okay. okay. Like he is a championship level player. He is the number two guy on a championship team, but I don't I, I, I agree. I don't think he's this, an all star. This is interesting though. Keep going. But he's averaging twenty one point four a game, right? So let's keep going down the list. We get to OKC, then we get to the Clippers. Okay. I, I uh, you can make an argument for Kawhi, and you can make an well, argument there, for well, Paul George. Yeah, there's no argument for Kawhi. Kawhi's an all-star. Kawhi yeah, is unbelievable. That, yeah, like yes, but you can't make an argument for both of them to make an all-star team. I so. disagree. Why? I, I strongly disagree. They're getting two, and if it's not Paul George, it's probably James Harden. Like, yeah, but I, I don't think so. I mean, Harden's averaging 17 points a game, and if you're going to compare him, he's averaging 8.6 assists. It's not like he's putting up the gaudy numbers that he has in the past. So if you're going to give Kawhi Leonard at 23.8 and, and Paul George is at 23 a game. Yeah, both of those guys are all-stars. I well, agree. I, I agree that they're... It might be the like, best in team the, in the conference. In the past, they've been all-stars, but Kawhi Leonard gets the nod without any question. But I don't know how... you How do you put him in over a guy who's averaging... How do you put Paul George in because over they, a guy who's averaging they, three points less? Because they don't... Three points less. Well, Sabonis is averaging 20. He's at 23. Uh, okay. We're talking about three points yeah. less, but he's mm-hmm. leading the league in rebounding. He's averaging eight assists a game. They don't, they, I don't think they buy Domas, Domantas Sabonis. That's why. But we're talking about a guy who's already a three-time All-Star. I understand. You don't have to sell me on this. No, I, I understand. <laughs> I just, I, I just, and, and I don't know. I'm, I'm preparing myself to be angry is basically what I'm doing. I'm oh, no, I think, I think people should prepare themselves to be angry. Keep, 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 keep going real quick. What, what other teams are there? The next team is the Kings at, at okay. the number five seed. Let's get to Phoenix. Okay, so they're, they're probably getting two. They're probably getting two, but you have to factor in the popularity aspect of this. That's why James Harden to me is. Uh... I don't agree about Devin Booker. That's not my guy, but I, I also respect well, it. Hey, hey, Booker's had a really good season, and, and, and I can and, understand and it'll be that. KD and Devin Booker. Okay, so Kyrie Irving well, is already get in. in, I think. Right, so. KD's already in. Mm-hmm. So the next team is Dallas. Luka's already in. Yep. There's no way Kyrie's getting in. He's missed nope. too many games, right? Nope. Can't. Uh, we get to the Pelicans. Like, do one of their forwards get in? It's tough, man. Uh, man. But I would tell you that... Again, just look at the – if you take away the fact that they beat the Kings three times, but Zion is at 22 points, 4.7 assists, 5.5 rebounds. He, he doesn't compare statistically at all to Sabonis. He's two points per game better than Sabonis, but he's seven rebounds less and he's four, three and a half assists less. Mm. And Brandon Ingram, 21.4, like, okay, 5.7 assists, four. He's, he's really good. So it's – 
I feel like there's one there, but you can't sell me on two. No. And and then we get to the Lakers. The number nine two. seed is going to get two? Yep. That's they garbage. absolutely are. But it's garbage. I, I'm, you don't have to yeah. sell me on this. They are. They're going to keep Anthony Davis out? No they chance. should. Nope. No chance. Nope. Yeah. No, zero chance. They're not. They're not yeah. going to keep Anthony Davis out. It's, we're going to be, be we're going to be lucky if they keep Austin Reeves out. Well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> probably true. After that, um, number ten is I. Uh, you know, I don't think Laurie Markkinen makes it. I don't think anyone no. from yeah. That's Houston. probably the end of the list right yeah. there. Well, it's not though because number twelve. Ah, Steph. Steph is going to get in. Oh, you're right. Yeah, my fault. Yep. And you do know yep. that Steph's stats, not as good as De'Aaron Fox's here. No, De'Aaron Fox's I think stats De'Aaron, are better. I, I'm 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 I I'm starting to feel like De'Aaron's in. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling like De'Aaron's in and as well. And then Domas is like you because you can't acknowledge would that be, they're both good. So you know, yeah, would, Sacramento for God's sake. So one of them has to not be there. I'd be floored if De'Aaron Fox didn't make it. Honestly, I'd be shocked if Domas didn't. He'd make be it. the only one in the. I think it was the top ten. Oh, in scoring. Yeah, that wouldn't make it if he didn't make it. Yeah, that's tough. That'd be incredible. This is going to be one of those years where Domas, like, I, I think he's going to be an all-star. I'd be very surprised if he's not. But it's like he's not an all-star, but then his first or second team NBA, probably second team. Yeah. And well. Third no. team. Well, I guess it depends how many more games Joe misses. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if Joe can't qualify for the MVP, that means he can't qualify for all NBA, oh, yeah, which means right. Domas might very well oh, be all he, second team. He's already there. He didn't play last night. He's He's so close. To not be yeah, able to. How many more games five. do they have in Denver? I think, we're at five. Right? I think he needs uh, five more games of eligibility. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. All right, we got to go. D'Lo and KC are coming up next right here on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. See you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.